Aidan, really great to see you back for another campaign in the Touring Cars 2022. Um, it's going to be an interesting year this year, Aidan, with all the developments, isn't it? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting is a good word for it. You know, there's, there's still a lot of unknowns. Um, not 100% sure what to expect. And, you know, there's the odd issue up and down the paddock. But it's all part of a, a new challenge, a new era. It's... Uh, Nothing ever clicks straight away. It's uh, and it gives it that added excitement. You don't know what to expect. You don't know how it's going to affect um, results and you know your new version of success ballast. And it, it makes it interesting for the drivers, the teams, the fans. It makes it exciting and it's something to look forward to because you, you you don't know how it's going to go. You had um, an up and down season last year. It's fair to say, isn't it, uh, Aidan? When when things were good. It, they went very, very well for you. Mm-hmm. And then you had some frustrations, which we know about. What did you learn from last season that you can take into this season as part of your development as a race driver? I think there was um, a turning point in our season. I think the first few meetings was uh, our downs. Um, and we'd done a lot of work away from the track. And from there, it clicked. And we just got quicker and quicker. Um, consistently at the front, you know, we got our first pole. We won from pole. We... We got, uh, I think, really in the, in the last half of the season, we only had one disappointment, which was our. I mean, bar, we, I think we, we could have had, we were on for a reverse great knock and got taken out the same at Brands GP. Um, but we, our, our real main one was our Donington qualifying, and, and we got used to qualifying well. We tried to, we tried a tactic, um, all about gearing ourselves up for the top 10 shootout, and, and it backfired a bit. So. Yeah, I think um, it started maybe uh, not as strong as we would have liked it to, but we we kind of we found our way and we had a very strong end. So I think the way we ended the season, if we can if we can start with that momentum and have a full campaign with that with that consistency with that pace, I think we're in a, a very good position for the year ahead. There was a brilliant little clip from the ITV coverage from Knock Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, you probably guess what I'm talking about. Where it's it's the in-car camera, and you're sat there with your eyes closed, and you're going round every corner. Uh-huh. And I remember David Addison on the commentary, timing it, and he reckoned you were to the second in your mind going round Knock Hill. Uh-huh. And I, I think that summed up for a lot of people your approach, your own personal approach to your driving. Yeah, you know, it's something I, I had a year, a few years ago, where I was struggling a bit. And uh, it was actually Paul O'Neill I had a bit of a chat with, and it was something he used, he taught me, the, you know, that visualisation. And it's something I've never tried before, but at that stage in my kind of career, I tried a bit of mind coaching, I tried, I tried some different things, and uh, yeah, I was in a bit of a low point with it. Um, and I was willing to try anything, and it's something I tried, it's something that worked. Uh, we bounced back then with our win at uh, Silverstone, that next meeting. And that's something I've kissed, uh, I've kind of brought back and started using again last year. And you know, it's a, it's a funny, it's little things like that in racing. I know some drivers maybe put on the, the left glove before the right glove, and we have all these weird things. Um, but racing, racing's in your head. It's you know, there's so much of it's a mental game. Mm-hmm. Um, every corner, there's so much to think about per corner, per lap, and then. Then you get to do it all again with cars pushing into the back of you and defending at the same time. So I think it's uh, if something works for you, it doesn't matter if it seems silly, you use it. And it's just one of those things that you have in your head. We're into a really exciting time now. The hybrid era is upon us. Um, all the teams are at different stages of development. Where are you up to in Laser Tools? Uh, we have yet to run it, um, <laughs> but that will change tomorrow. 
Um, but yeah, we've we've done a, we've we've been looking at a lot and there's been a lot of work towards it, um, looking at a lot of things. Um, we had a few issues with some supply parts that were it was a bit of a delay, which delayed a lot of the process and getting the cars built, uh, the, the new engine in, which then. If the new engine then comes, there's a slight different life for the way the steering column is and the way the for the gearbox, and and it's just that one delay. But then things change, and it was just then on the back foot, which which put us a little bit further back than we'd like to be. I mean, we had everything in the car for Croft, so we had all the weights and whatnot. But um, even then, we there's still a lot of things that weren't right with the car. Um, but the pace was there. The pace was good. Um, I think we, we went quicker than what we did on my pole up last year and we, we had a lot of parts of the car not working correctly mm. uh, and obviously the hybrid itself not working so I think we're in a nice position um, for how little running we've actually done to be honest um, but this week that should change with the out in here tomorrow at Thruxton we're going on to, to do some running the day after and um, hopefully we'll try and iron out any gremlins, collect some data and, and I'll be as good to go. Let's have a, a little jump forward to say halfway through the season. What's the, the mark you've put in the sand for yourself? What's your expectation of, of what you'll have achieved by the time we get to the halfway point? I've not got any expectations, but I know what I want to go for. We, we want to be in the mix yeah. um, come the last round. We want to be fighting for the front and qualifying. We want to be challenging for, for more wins. Uh, and we want to be up there fighting with the independent championship and... But we, we, yeah, I mean, last year I was sixth in the championship at uh, Brands GP. Um, an incident happened where a car kind of went on the, on the grass, took me out, and ruined the last two races. Or we, we, could, we ended up eighth, but we could have been sixth. Um, so yeah, we want we want to, and that's all came from where it all clicked. Um, we, we had a few meetings where it hadn't clicked yet. So we've got to look at that, and we've got to want to be challenging at the top end of the table, mm. uh, and we want to be in the mix. Best of luck for the season, Aidan. It's really good to see you back for another campaign. Uh, I hope you do really well uh, this year. Thank you. Just before you go, a little bit of pre-season fun. Six cards on your left-hand side. You can choose three of them. Uh, There are questions on each. So when you've chosen your three, turn them over and uh, read out the question and let me have your answer. Go for the events. Okay. Who has been the most important influence on your racing career and why? Um... I think family, to be honest. I think uh, I never grew up watching lots of racing, thinking I want to be a race car driver. Mm. I grew up with my my dad uh, and Potsy, who's my team manager still today. Them watching them doing stock car racing and loved being at the racing with them. And uh, that's why I got into Fiestas and Minis. And uh, that's why I got into touring cars. Was it was all about um, them, myself, my mum, uh, the, the work they all put in and helped me get to get to here and continue to help me. So. I don't think I've had any important influence of a sense of a, a big name. Um, it's been something just with, with, within the, the family and friends, and, and that's what's made it all happen, I guess. Fair enough. Um, second question. How much money would make you happy? <laughs> um, I'd be happy if I found a tenner. <laughs> if I found a tenner on the ground, I'd be happy. No, I'm, I mean, you know, as you Money doesn't buy happiness and all that, but everyone wants money. Everyone, you know, if you're into cars, you want millions because you love. If you're into cars, you you appreciate old classics which cost stupid money. You appreciate your fancy Ferraris, your, your race cars. So unfortunately, if you like cars, 
you need a hell of a lot of money. You, you need, need more than a tenner, don't you? Really? fancy <laughs> house to keep them in. So, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone out there wanting to donate a good few million, I'll take it. But <laughs> Excellent. And your final question. What is your favourite racing memory? I think, you know, you can't forget your first one in touring cars for me. You know, it's, it's still... It's, it's getting into touring cars is what a lot of people dream of doing and can't do and, and to them winning it is, is a dream come true so that first one is always going to be a very special memory but at the same time we won last the, the pole position and won last year to do that um, that was that was the result of a lot of hard work for myself and the team you know a lot of hours spent at home on my sim a lot of hours with the team away from the track and that was a very rewarding one um, to do that outright pace off a pole and the way we done it as well and to then take that into a win and then a second with full ballast I think you can't, you'll never forget that because that's uh, so much hard work went into it, it was so rewarding I mean yeah the, the first one was special but that was that was a nice reward for for uh, a big um, a group effort Good answer, have a good season Thank you very much